0: Hi, this is a bonus Q&A episode. I try to go live every Thursday on the School for the Dogs Instagram account. If you would like to be alerted when I'm going to go live, or if you'd like to answer a question in advance, go to schoolforthedogs.com slash Thanks for being here. Annie here. Have some training questions to answer uh, I was um, gonna be starting this at 3 but I'm a little late for a very serious reason which is um, that uh, I ordered food <laughs> specifically if you must know I ordered Shake Shack for lunch, and I was waiting for the delivery to come so I wouldn't be interrupted by the delivery. I'm actually pregnant, and uh, so I had a real jonesing for for French fries. So I ordered Shake Shack French fries, which, for those of you who are not able to be eating French fries right now, I (laughs) am not going to eat while I am uh, doing this, so I'm sparing you sparing you that Uh, so let me see if I can figure out how to get my questions up here while I'm talking Uh, here we go I think I have it here all right and I also have a, a dog owner named Megan who might be joining me live to talk about some housebreaking issues she's having so uh first question is from four paw ragnar who asks how can i get my dog to play with dogs in the park rather than bark at them when they play so um my thoughts on this are probably not what you want to hear which is mm, maybe you don't bring your dog to the dog park uh you know this is always a hard piece of advice to give because we as human beings who love dogs like going to the dog park it's fun to see dogs run around with other dogs um in fact it's one reason why a lot of people get dogs right hey devin nice to see you um but i don't think the dog park is necessarily the right place for all dogs and uh at least not uh not at first. Um perhaps it's something a dog can work up to. So if your dog is in the habit of barking at other dogs incessantly at the dog park, I would suggest trying to focus on having like one on one play dates for your dog. Um, whether that's in uh a fenced in outdoor space or in one of your homes Um, but you know like in the schoolyard we we run what we call schoolyard at school for the dogs for those of you who aren't familiar with it it's basically like a private dog run uh we limit it to four dogs i think in um during covid uh it's up to six dogs i'm sorry during non-covid times i mean it's six dogs but right now with covid it's four dogs And we do it that way because um, we can kind of curate who's playing with whom. And uh, I suggest if you don't have access to school for the dogs or a similar situation, to try and kind of curate your own appropriate play situation for your dog. Because dogs do tend to play best one-on-one. I'm guessing your dog is just a little overwhelmed at the dog park Um, and may do better uh, in a less... Uh, chaotic situation um, and then perhaps might be able to eventually go back to the dog park. If if the dog park really feels like the only option try going to the dog park with a friend um, and sort of corner your dog and your your dog's friend into one area of the dog park and um, see if you can help them focus on each other. Um, another tip is to you know make sure you're playing with your dog at the dog park. Sometimes we think about going to the dog park um, like it's you know, we're going to sit on the, the perimeter and the dogs are going to be in the middle uh, like gladiators um, in the Coliseum. We're just going to watch as spectators. But I, I encourage you to think about the dog park as a place where you're going to hang out with your dog, where you're going to be playing with your dog. Uh, it's just a place where your dog can be, can be off-leash. Um, okay, hope that's a little bit helpful. I have a couple other questions that people... Um, wrote in but I invited uh, Megan uh, to um, talk Megan sent me a question it was kind of long and it sounded like there might be updates since she wrote it to me so I decided I'd rather talk live than try and uh, communicate this in a more one-sided way so let's see if this works Megan let's see trying to let you in here Megan I'm, cl- I'm clicking trying to request oops on. Sorry for my, there we go. I just requested you back. Let's see if this works. <gasps> Hi. Hi, Megan. Hi. Nice to meet you. Yes, I you too. <laughs> So tell me what's going on with your dog. I, I know you wrote it out, but um, why don't you start from the beginning because it sounded like a situation that might be uh, progressing with, with time. Yes. Yeah, so, um, we're probably on week eight or nine, time kind of, let
1: um, adopted a, a older retriever who is four or five years old, um, came from a really loving family, they just had, the best for them was to, to surrender him to a rescue just because of their life circumstances. And what kind um, of dog is he? A golden retriever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's a big guy. He's about eighty pounds. So, um, and and we seem to have. He doesn't seem to want to go to the bathroom. Um, he can hold his pee for. I kid you not, close to twenty hours if if he chooses to, and it's not medical related because we've been to the vet a few times now, concerned that it was. Uh, something else was going on and they they said he checks out just fine um he just seems to uh it's like he has to go but he doesn't he doesn't want to go like whether it's he can't find the spot or he gets distracted and so we can spend all morning all we can spend our whole day trying to get him to go out
0: now what like do you live in like a city do you have a yard what like what's your what's your setup
1: we are upstate, um, so we have a, a nice big yard for him. Um, plenty of grass, bushes, um, whatever he would want to choose. But um, he has spots he seems to go to on a, that he prefers. But he might, you know, smell and do several passes, and you might think he's going to go, and then he just, like, nope. Hmm.
0: And so, do you – this is when you're taking him out for a regular walk? uh, And when you let him like loose in your yard in both situations, is it the same? So
1: we're trying to, we would like him to get, we're trying to not rely on the walk for him to go out. We've done that before with dogs and it makes it hard if we go away and someone needs to come and watch them or take Mm -hmm. them out because um, we have to take them to a rail trail. So you have to get in the car and drive them to go take a walk. So, we're trying to get him to learn to go in the yard, and um, it's not a fenced yard, so we don't really, we think he would run if we let him off. So, his previous house, we know he had a fenced yard, so we're assuming he had control. They just let him outside, and he could go as he wanted, and they would just let him back in whenever he probably came back to the door. Mm -hmm. So, we're now walking him on a leash to take him out. I don't know if he likes that, but... Um,
0: So when you have walked him on a leash, does that make any difference? No. So you've tried walking him on a leash outside. Have you tried walking him on a leash in your yard?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Does he go in the house at all?
1: Nope. No? He has a bladder of steel.
0: Wow. (laughs) You know, I have to be honest. I I haven't really encountered this specific issue before. And my, my gut tells me there's something going on with with his bladder that maybe hasn't been diagnosed yet. Although I mean, behavior wise, do you have the feeling that he's in pain at all? Does he seem like generally like a happy dog?
1: He's generally a happy dog. He just it just seems like I have to go out and he kind of he has a, a moan that he lets us know like and and he we're using a command word. We started to train him to know the command, like, um Go out is his cue, so he's learned that, and he gets excited to go to the door, and the times when he does go, we reward him for it, and he's very happy. He knows he's like, hmm. I know what he's supposed to do. <laughs> um it's just all the times in between where and, and maybe it's time. I don't you know maybe it's continued reinforcement with those cue words, and
0: but he's uh, not having accidents inside. Nope. All right. Well, I mean, it seems like it might be less of a problem and more of a kind of curiosity. (laughs) You have a dog who really maybe only needs to go out once a day. Um, uh, Again, I mean, is his bladder normal? Is he okay? If you're not seeing any clear signs that he's in pain, then maybe he's not. Maybe he just really does have like an extra big bladder and i mean it's possible he you know one reason that we uh, we try and avoid punishing dogs for making mistakes like peeing pooping inside and then yelling at them is because they can get scared about peeing or pooping in front of us at all or peeing or pooping at all you know like the the behavior itself can become like a, a like, gosh, am I gonna get punished every time I do this kind of thing? So, I mean, it's possible that he associates peeing and pooping with being punished in some way. Um, it's possible he is so, so associates being, you know, doing it in front of you in some way. Like maybe he pr- would prefer to do it in private. Um, I mean, that's why I was asking if you do it on leash because, you, I mean, I would suggest you know trying everything, but he might actually prefer doing it when you're not <laughs> when you're not looking. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I would definitely check it out with your vet. I would experiment with different kinds of foods. What are you feeding him normally?
1: Oh, he is on, he's been transitioning. I'm not in charge of the food, so (laughs) I, I can't readily answer to that. He's been transitioning, um, with the help, with the help of the vet from, he was just on, um, a Purina food when we got him. So, um. We've been working with the vet
0: to do that, this,
1: the gradual transition to. To, to what? I, I don't I don't take care of the food. So. Is it a wet? Are you
0: transitioning to a wet food or a dry food? What's
1: the dry food.
0: Dry food. Um. Uh, dry food. I would I would definitely suggest you know while you're you're experimenting, um, switching to like a more fresh food, like a more whole food, diet. Um, just as it'll probably. Uh, run through his body in a cleaner way, and you know what we what we eat certainly affects what we put out. <laughs> um, uh, happy to suggest some brands. Um, I I love Evermore. It's the only brand we sell at school for the dogs. They deliver. Uh, they'll, they'll ship. Um, uh, all, what other What other brands are there? I mean, we have a lot of clients who use uh farmer's dog or um nom nom is another one. They all, all these companies now will or Ollie. I mean there's so many fresh food companies, but even even if you get something frozen, like go to the frozen section of the pet store um and uh there's raw foods or I think lightly cooked is usually preferable to raw, but if you get something frozen, usually it's going to be a fresher food than stuff that's going to be canned or dry. Um, so again, just in the in the spirit of experimenting to see if you can get him on a more uh normal schedule um you know maybe foods i don't know foods foods that are higher in fiber um seems like he's drinking the the right amount, yeah, yeah all right well, I think a lot of people would like to have this problem of a dog who <laughs> doesn't have to go out that much um <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I certainly know that there are people who eliminate on, on weird schedules as well. So, um, you know, he might just be idiosyncratic uh, as far as this goes. But, yeah, I, I, I would definitely lean on your vet. Um, certainly um, would suggest going to, like, a, a holistic vet who's yeah. looking at the whole picture um if you want to offline, tell me where you live I'd be happy to like see if I, if I have any recommendations of anyone in the area. Um, but you know what? Again, keep experimenting, try try letting him be outside by himself with you know you, you may be looking on, try um, letting him try some different substrates, um, you know, grass or some dogs like to pee on, um, you know, weird stuff, like I had a dog who loved going on grates, like metal grates on the sidewalk, and then, of course, like the supers of the building would be all pissed off, they'd be like, you know where that pee and poop is going, don't you? <laughs> um, uh, you know, dirt, um, you could even experiment, if you, if you wanted to, with putting a pee-pee pad, a wee-wee pad down inside, or getting like a grass patch inside, like maybe that would make him more comfortable, um, there are these, you know, grass patch delivery services i've been using one actually i think i think it's called doggy lawn but there are lots of different ones like that too um yeah curious curious to know how it goes do you have you had any have you been able to interact at all with the people who had them before do you know if this is like a new problem no
1: oh it was it was uh handed over to foster and that's just kind of um they, he came through a rescue organization mm-hmm. so it was a pretty quick transition from what we understand yeah. so
0: um, how's he doing otherwise?
1: He seems good, although I do think he misses his former family, so. Really? Yeah, they had, they had kids, and there aren't any young kids here, and, um, it's a, a big change for him, but he's a sweetie, so.
0: Aw. Yeah. Well. So it might
1: be time, too, I don't know.
0: Um, well, you know, if you haven't already, I would suggest maybe trying to do some, like, Trick training with him, or just do like some fun training with him to see if you can um, just get him to sort of get him to be excited about about his new life. Probably something he didn't do before. Um, sounds like you know maybe he's not in a you're not in a situation where he's has tons of dog playmates or kid playmates or whatever. So that's something you can do you know in your living room. Um, and uh, I, you know I, I find sometimes clicker training can be like give give dogs like a boost of I don't know, dopamine, serotonin, or whatever, um, improve their mood, and I don't know, maybe if you improve his mood, your mood, his mood, uh, <laughs> it'll improve his his bathrooming habits as well, okay. right, well, keep me posted, um, let me know how it goes, I'm curious to hear, and there's
1: some, some good ideas, so we'll see, all go right, try. well,
0: please report back, I'd like to know how things go, okay, yeah, sure, bye, All right, interesting question. All right, have a couple other questions here. Um, Another Golden owner, uh, this is Lindsay, who is at Golden Madison Avenue, who has her dog Madison, a student of ours, says, tips to stop counter surfing. Hmm, well, I think it's a really good idea in the kitchen to have, if you have a dog who's a counter surfer, to have like a designated spot where your dog can hang out um, Like, I call it a sticky mat sometimes. We use yoga mats a lot for this purpose at school for the dogs. Um, But it could be a towel or whatever. Um, Something where your dog can learn, you know, when I'm on this spot, I get really good things. Um, And uh, it's as easy as putting that spot on the ground, ideally away from the counter, and then every 20 seconds or so, go put a treat. On that spot. Even if your dog isn't on the spot, if you just start putting treats regularly on that spot, your dog's gonna gonna get the idea pretty quickly. Um, I love using treat and train for this kind of thing. Uh, remote controlled treat dispenser um, that can work at uh, pretty great distances. Um, you could set that in the corner and uh, just the button continually you can even put it on a timer um but you want your dog to know that there is a place in the kitchen where lots of good yummy things are going to happen and it's not going to involve uh having to jump in jump on the counter um oh hey leo of course also a good idea to uh oh, hey leah leah and leo hey a <laughs> good idea to not um have things on the counter that your dog is likely to want to get of course um yeah you just want to make like the 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 ground of your kitchen as interesting as as possible specifically uh the ground of your kitchen that is away from uh your countertops um one little another little trick that um that I've done a few times although I I still would suggest having like a, a sticky spot for your dog somewhere in the kitchen is um if you don't mind getting your cabinets a little bit dirty, um, put some peanut butter or something like low, low down on your kitchen, like on your kitchen cabinets um, <clears throat> or even like on like the baseboard in your kitchen uh, here and there so that your dog can develop an interest in, <laughs> in licking or scavenging way down low in the kitchen rather than trying to um, get up on the counter. Um, okay, I think a couple more questions have come in while I'm doing this. If you, these folks are still here. Uh, hi, George and Wally and Willie. Um, let me see if I can find these questions. Oh, hey, Kenny. Um, mm-hmm. um, joe's underscore pet underscore home home care underscore home care says um i had a head-on car collision with my dog in the back of the car yipes Uh, he used to run and jump in the back but now tiptoes down to the car licking his lips oh he shivers once in the car well first of all get a seat belt on that dog asap uh, we sell one uh, in our online store by Ruffwear. It's called the Load-Up Harness. I think it's really important that dogs wear seatbelts in cars uh, for this kind of reason. Uh, God forbid you have a car crash. Um, if you're not going to put a full-on seatbelt harness for your dog, you can at least buckle them in. They make um, little straps that, like uh, like leashes that will um, plug into the seatbelt um, lock in a car. Uh <coughs> And um, start trying to put your dog in the car when you're not going anywhere. Feed meals in the car. uh, Practice, you know, going into the car, eating some treats, getting out of the car. But try spending some good time with your dog in the car that's not when the car is moving. Totally understandable that he's a little fearful about the car at this point. Um, I mean, wouldn't be surprising if you're fearful about the car at this point. But when you think about it, you've had many 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 hours in the car without incident um and in his life now the incident that you had is uh like a much bigger percentage a a big percentage of his car experience so you want to try and like temper that with lots of experiences of the car not moving the car just being a place for eating treats eating a full meal you don't have he doesn't have to sit he doesn't have to do anything no like specific things at in the beginning that i would even ask him to do in the car just have him go in and um with the car not moving and have good times um gun jan for you says my little pug has major separation issues when i go to the office Probably because I spent a lot of time with him during lockdown, Uh, but now that I go to work, it's difficult. You know, so many separation issues that people are having right now, certainly um, a much bigger topic. Uh, Gunjan, if you have not already checked out my podcast, I have a couple episodes specifically about separation. Um, You can find it at School for the Dogs podcast. Um uh if you look it up on iTunes or wherever um you know the the short <laughs> The short Q&A answer to separation issues is to go slow. Um, of course, this might be hard if you have to really leave all day for the office right now, um, but I would try and work him up to being fully alone by seeing if you can find maybe a babysitter, someone to hang out with him, especially with so many people working from home right now and, and students being home um, might actually be easier than ever before to find a neighbor who... Or someone who you know you can say like hey will you hang out in my apartment pay you 30 bucks or whatever to hang out with my dog for the day you don't even have to take him out I just want him to not be alone I'm a big fan of what I call dog share in this way right like sharing your dog's love and care with other people Um, you know maybe if your dog has a friend that he likes uh, that person would take the dog in so you know he could be with his friend while you're at work but I don't think you need to necessarily bring him to a daycare i would investigate uh friends and neighbors and see if someone will um will just hang out with him and then practice letting him be alone for amounts of time that he can handle so that might be 10 seconds that might be three hours i don't know um but figure out kind of a baseline and then work under whatever that threshold So if you find, you know what, he's really fine for 10 minutes, but 15 minutes he starts to get anxious, start leaving him alone for, you know, for nine minutes, you know, always set him up for success. Um, Also make sure always, you know, to keep your comings and goings pretty low key. Um, you want him to just feel like mom comes, mom goes, mom comes, mom goes. It's not a big deal. Uh, she's in and out all the time. I also always suggest if you're dealing with any separation issues, check out um, the books by Milena Demartini. Uh, I have interviewed her for the School for the Dogs podcast. Uh, she has a couple books out, including a new one, Um uh, the, the, the Her first book is called Treating Separation, Anxiety, and Dogs Very straightforward title uh, And um, I always tell clients Give this a read before you work with a trainer Because a trainer is going to hold your hand Through the steps that are in this book um, So, you know, the you can certainly It's more of a bargain to just use the book than to work with a trainer although certainly a trainer um can really coach you through what can be difficult dealing with separation issues can be very difficult um all right last question from bambino star hi there says uh my dog is a six pound yorkie he loves seeing dogs on tv but not on real not in real life okay um (laughs) interesting right every dog every dog is different um if he likes seeing dogs on TV, then I would certainly let him see dogs on TV as much as possible. Um, you can even use the TV uh, to start teaching him to feel good about other dogs. Uh, you know, click and treat for him just looking at the dogs on the tv and then you're kind of going to mimic the same thing outside now the tricky thing with dogs who don't like seeing other dogs outside is you're probably going to want to work on it um in like uh choreographed situations just going out on the city street and trying to um counter condition your dog is what we call it you know counter condition your dog to help your dog change your dog's feelings about seeing other dogs on the street well you don't know when, the other dogs, when another dog is going to turn the corner, um, it can be pretty difficult to maneuver uh, training in that way, but what you can do is uh, set up a situation with another dog um, where another dog is at, you know, maybe 30 feet away, work at a parking lot if you need to, uh, and I want you to reward your dog for looking. At that other dog, at that great distance, at a distance that your dog can handle. So, you know, when your dog is not freaking out, stressing out, if your dog is freaking out, stressing out, go farther away. Um, And that reward could be food. Uh, That reward could be running further away from the other dog, you know Sometimes getting to put more distance between uh, Your dog and the other dog is what's actually going to be more rewarding for your dog So um, there are lots of protocol for this Again, I'm giving like the very condensed Q&A answer to this question Um, Definitely something I would suggest working with a trainer on I think a trainer can really help set up protocol uh, That will help your dog learn to feel better about other dogs but not unlike with the separation and issue start at a place that your dog can handle and work from there um, and then when you are outside if there is a dog coming at you and you can't um, you you know you can't sort of get to your dog fast enough um, do what you need to do to get your dog's attention uh, that might mean standing in front of your dog uh, might mean uh, teaching your dog to change sides very quickly changing directions uh, if you have a small dog uh, like a Yorkie which I think is what you said you have you know you could even just pick the dog up I like picking a dog up like with giving some peanut butter or something at the same time to condition the dog to feel good about being picked up um, but you know do what you need to do to get the behavior to stop with as sort of little fanfare as possible um it's not about punishing the behavior as much as it's about getting the behavior to stop and sort of um helping your dog chill out as quickly as possible because the more excited your dog gets the more excited your dog is you know the longer it's going to take for like all those like excited brain chemicals to to go away um all right. Thank you for being here. hope this has been helpful. I'm going to try and do this again next week. If you would like to submit a question in advance, I may see if you would like to go live uh, like we did with Megan today. You can submit a question um, and sign up to be notified when I'm going to go live at schoolforthedogs.com slash Q and A. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye.